Hello, tape heads. It's time for another edition of Make Us a Mixtape Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. My name is also Paul Farvar. <laughs> that is a separate voice that you probably don't recognize. It's because it's new and it's sexy. Is it sexy? Nope. But uh, I'm Kyle Scanlon. <laughs> it's Kyle Scanlon. Marty DeRosa is uh, not with us right Martin. now. Oh. Um, so we got a sub in. And uh, Kyle Scanlon's trying to weasel into the show, taking the legendary spot of Mario DeRosa. I don't even want a part of it. Yeah. I couldn't fill those shoes. Those size eight shoes, I couldn't <laughs> fill them. <laughs> Marty is on leave. Uh, he will be back. And uh, in the meantime, we are... Um, he's getting ass implants, right? He's getting ass implants. We are doing a special episode of Make Us a Mixtape with uh, Kyle and I talking about Chicago artists. Now... Little backstory on this. By the way, if you have your own list of artists from Chicago, uh, paulmartymix at gmail.com is the email. Hit us up. Um, we already recorded this episode. We once. did. We did this episode. We did a really good job, too. It was a good episode. One of the greatest episodes of all time. It was honestly, Paul was like, I think you should do the podcast. You're better than Marty. <laughs> Never said that. But uh, sadly, that episode was deleted uh, during uh, the file transfer process, which I don't understand. No, I don't understand. I love that Like, it would take me an afternoon to learn most of the skills that I need to know. To, to do, do anything? To do comedy. To like, do just to do... <laughs> Just to learn how mics work, <laughs> learn how to like run a board, like like you know, it would take an afternoon. And I did a it's show been with a you, decade, and I don't know how to do any of it. I did a show with you uh, recently, one of your shows, and uh, I had to help you figure out how to turn the <laughs> turn the sound on the it's microphone. Annoying. I don't know how to do anything. It's funny though. You're from like a small town, so I figured you'd know. Like we don't have electricity there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you probably can fix a toilet though. That's yeah. probably why. Let so, me know if you have a problem with your HVAC system. <laughs> I can help you with that. Can I help you with your? I could change. Did you change your own oil on your cars as a kid? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that's impressive. I I learned how to do it once, and then it took like two hours. I'm like, why would I do this when I can just go to Jiffy Lube for $20? Oh, yeah, dude, oil changes used to be so cheap, and yeah, then now, now it's, it's like, expensive. Now it's so expensive. Mm. It was like $120. Once. Dude, I love <laughs> I loved it. It took three minutes into re-recording this episode for us to go off about oil change <laughs> prices. <laughs> well, it's funny because I uh, I was, I did my dad, I was uh, driving my dad's car in Florida, and I, I go, oh, it needs an oil change. I go, I'll do it. No big deal. And I just took it there thinking like, I haven't done an oil change at like a Jiffy Lube in like years because I, I have a very fancy car and uh, I get my old changes done like when I do my services. And uh, I went in there thinking it's going to be like 30 bucks or something. He's like, There's, it's $120. I'm like, for an oil change? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I go, well, I have this uh, 10% discount. I was like, he's like, oh, now it's $110. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. Actually, 108 Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at math. But anyway, we did this episode, and I and our list, both of our lists, um, we definitely did not include what you would think you'd hear when you're making a Chicago Best of Chicago Artist mixtape or a mixtape based in Chicago. Um None of us had the classics. Uh, I I definitely want to cover the the. Well, let me ask you this: I was very shocked that you did not have uh, one of the big artists on there. We'll get there when I have mine well, on there. I but fucked up. I know we talked. It we'll was talk about you it. when we recorded this. Okay, so a little backstory: what I love <laughs> doing is re-recording a podcast, something that's supposed to be like a. Uh, like capture, capture a moment, of a moment yeah. and I, then, i've and never then done be it like, before i've already now uh, what we never talked about this <laughs> shit but tell them what happened at the time paul texted me at about 11:30 at night yes. and said can you do a podcast and Tomorrow. i was like yeah and then he was like all right give me your top 5 chicago songs well he had talked to me after i had already taken my medicine that night yes and i was not ready uh, to make a playlist yes. i was a little uh, inebriated disoriented and i tried to warn you too you're like i got it already i'm like take your time on this because no, you're gonna regret that's it not how i do things Paul. yeah you're like i got it i don't need <laughs> fucking time let me make bad decisions and then regret them for the rest of my life <laughs> you like watch it you watch like a whodunit in the first minute you're like i know who it is yeah yeah, yeah. i watch <laughs> i watch like the first three minutes of every forensic files episode and then i'm like, like that's I good i got, I got it, it. Out. it was the wife <laughs> or the husband um, or the other 
I will say I did not intentionally. I wanted to put a pumpkin song on mine, and I didn't because we we've covered Smashing Pumpkins ad nauseum on this show. We did a uh, Marty and I did an episode of Only Pumpkins mixtape, so I didn't put them on here. Um, Chance is the other Chance. Both neither of us uh, put Chance on there. I I think I'm just mad at Chance for how much that last album sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I really loved Coloring Book, and I loved Mixtape, and uh, man, that last album fucking sucked. I I, uh, I didn't I don't have strong opinions about any of his stuff. I like I like hearing him, but I'm not like a big. I, I I've learned more about hip hop through this podcast because I'm just kind of a rock and a sissy soft singer songwriter type listener Fella. of music. But uh, when a I met Chance Fella. the first time, I was like, oh, I should probably know his music now. Yeah. But like, Well, when he started doing stand-up, you're like... <laughs> he oh, did one okay. show. He did one show, but he posted it online, which is... And it probably no, got somebody it. else posted it oh. online. A TMZ got it from somebody at the Laugh Factory. But That's really mean. He's actually a good guy. He goes to a lot of comedy shows, and uh, yeah. I met him a few times, and he actually remembers my jokes. It's kind of funny... Because uh, he came to a show, saw my set. My well, he did because it was funny because he comes up after to talk to the comics, which is great. And he's like, I've already heard those other things. Like he thinks that in a month, like I'm going to write a whole new <laughs> 15 uh-huh. minute set. Dude, he's people- like, I, I like the new joke because I did like a new joke that yeah. night. And he was like, uh, this is pre-pandemic. And he's like, but I've already, I'd already heard the other joke about that. I'm like, yeah, it's my set. That's, but that's how like people that don't do comedy view comedy. Yeah, they're, they're just like, like the, they're, first of all, they're surprised that you're not coming up with it on the spot if you're yeah. good at it. They're like, wow, that was, you just do all that off the top of your head. And you're like, no, I, I sat down this. at a table like a, like a moron and wrote <laughs> this thing about my penis. And the only parts you guys liked was the crowd work. And the only part you liked was me calling that guy stupid. <laughs> But anyway, no chance on this list. Uh, there's no uh, Smoking Popes, no Veruca Salt, no Urge Overkill, no Kill Hannah, no Jesus Lizard, uh, no Disturbed. No Disturbed. Yeah. I, I I said this. I See, I'm just going to keep saying I've already said this, but... It's okay. I went to a Disturbed concert one time. You didn't tell us this Peoria, last time. In Peoria, Illinois. Oh, yeah, he did. And of uh, course my friend did. got a hand job during the concert. <laughs> That's right. We talked about hand yeah. jobs at concerts. That and was I, sick, because that was whenever Big Pants were in, so like you could... Yeah. I to think completion? Yeah, I think so. I think so he, what did he do? I think he curmed in his underwear. Oh, no. So the whole day, it was like... No, I mean, it wasn't the whole day. The concert was at night. Oh, I thought it was like a festival. No, like a no, it was like fair. it was sort of like a because it was like Seven Dust was the other band there, <laughs> dude. I when I was in high school, I fucking loved Seven Dust. I thought they ruled. I don't know anyone that loved Seven. I Dust. I loved them. I loved them when I was in high school. I don't think I've listened to them since I was in high school, but I'm sure that it's bad. Well, I'm glad your friend got a hand job at Disturbed. Me I too. He got a lot of hand jobs back at concerts. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I feel like he was just like. One of the you always have friends that are just like extra horny. And you're just I was like, that friend. <laughs> I, I feel like I made out with a girl at a show at the Metro when I was a freshman in high school. And I thought that's what happened at all concerts. And I, that's how I got into music. I was like, I want to go to all the concerts. Anytime someone went to Metro for a show, yeah. I'm like, I'm in. Like, like I didn't even girl, care who it was. I don't care. Yeah. And then uh, I got a hand job at Ben Harper at Summerfest in Milwaukee, which is where I'm going tonight. Damn. So it's kind of ironic. Um, you should try to get one tonight. No, Ben Harper's not there. He'll I only get him. You with ben only Harper. Get it. I can only get hard for Ben Harper. <laughs> when Steal My Kisses comes on, I get like a, a little chubby. I'm like, oh, the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> but I did remember that. That was kind of fun. I, I wish I remembered more of that story, but it was. Uh, I know it was outside, and it was like an over-the-pants HJ. It wasn't anything fancy but yeah that but still counts yeah it's a that's a concert's uh i just love I, I love it like that age like where you're just so revved up on your hormones where you're like i gotta touch a dick outside of the pants yeah <laughs> i was so excited it was just like any sort of attention that my yeah. my crotch got lawrence arms didn't make the list on either of ours i don't really care about no? Lawrence arms sticks didn't make it the band <laughs> chicago no i don't care either none of those made Rat the list boys La la la. What what one artist did make? Uh, we'll get into it right now. One artist that did make our list, uh, both of our lists. Technically, uh, I start mine off with. Will oh, you go. going first? Yeah, I'll go first. Good song. Paul. Nothing's ever going on. Mess, 
in honor of uh, Marty. I start with a banger, high energy. If Marty was here, he would be proud of me. Yeah. We are going to also try to guess what songs Marty had. Uh, I made the list of what I thought his Chicago songs would be, and then I got his list, and then you don't have it yet. I, I, have, a, I have it here. But anyway, Wilco, banger. This song reminds me of uh, my band Go Tom. Yeah. We covered this song. We tried to do the three-part harmony right here. I hit the low, and when I say hit, I mean missed. Because <laughs> by the time we played this song at a show, I had been heavily intoxicated. No, they don't tell you that when you're younger, though. They don't say, like, you know, like, the idea that when you first start performing, it's like all alcohol is free is like, yeah, that, that's too much. Well, I was, I, I think it's funny cause now, um, I think I'm a stronger singer. I'm never, I'm not a good singer by any means, but like knowing how to do stand up, you go back and sing. It's like you, you, you know how to take care of your voice. But back then I wasn't the lead singer in any of my bands really. But, um, yeah, I, I would just destroy you even the lead bass player in some of them. <laughs> There was two basses. Yeah. I was in the back with the music volume Dude, one down. time, my buddy, when I was like, probably like 18 or 19, because he had to sneak me in a bar to do this, but he played in a cover band. And uh, I was like, we always joked about, it was called Super Deluxe. Name and of the band? Then, yeah. And then uh, we always joked that I would come in as a character one day, Ricky <laughs> Ricky Deluxe, with like a mullet wig and everything, yeah. and like just play guitar and like not, not really, not play. ever be plugged in, yeah, 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 but just play the entire set and see if anyone notices. We we had a friend at our show at Go Toms that would do the tornado when we play Sympathy for the Devil. Uh, Jamie Blythe shot out and he would just go nuts and it was a scene. But sometimes he would take it too far and like it would just make a mess at the bar and then he get kicked out. But he was a character <laughs> in the in the in the play of the show. But um, yeah. I drank so much at shows that um, well, they I don't think give I, you any money. They don't give you no, any we money. Got paid. And then they're like, well, you know, or barely any. And then you're like, all right. Oh, so, so I just get paid an alcohol. Yeah. Right. I mean, we got paid, but, but it was like, you know, I was 25 and uh, I, my tolerance by that point, you've drinking for like 10 years. Yeah. And uh, you don't realize that you've had like 10 captain and Cokes and, yeah. uh, and how that affects you. Yeah. But that's how I have permanent per- permanent pinched nerve in my neck because I'd be jumping around with a 50-pound guitar around my neck. Guitars weigh that much? No, maybe it's like 20 pounds. But Okay, that's a huge but difference. The f- well, the 50 pounds is the pressure of it bouncing on your neck. I think there's oh, something okay. with science that, that makes you me You don't correct. have to lie about science to me. <laughs> I don't anyway, care. Wilco reminds me of that. That song reminds me of that. That album, Summer Teeth. Is there, in my opinion, the greatest album with Jay Bennett? Every song is a banger on that album, and a great uh, song choice by you. Yeah, I, I do love that song. It's uh, upbeat. There are so many other great Wilco songs, but most of the Wilco songs I like are super sad and yeah, slow, for sure. Um, so I didn't want to do that. Uh, when I had the opportunity to go Wilco, I knew that uh, it was between that and um, How to Fight Loneliness or Misunderstood. But yeah, those, I don't think you should do How to Fight Loneliness or Impossible Germany. <laughs> yeah. Those are all sad songs that I covered right. in various bands. But uh, yeah, when did you get into Wilco? Like college. Okay. I didn't really know anything about talked, them before then. Yeah. And then uh, I was felt so late to it that I was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I always <laughs> liked them. There was a I went to school at Champagne, and there was a band called Uncle tu- uh, Uncle Tupelo, which was uh, part Wilco, part uh, Sun Volche Ferrar. And everybody from Belleville, O'Fallon, all my my pledge brothers, all fucking loved Uncle Tupelo, and I was a Freddie Jones band guy, and that was like the which band was gonna make it, and then neither of them did. But yeah. but Sunvolt. Little spoiler alert but, for everybody who has a dream. Yeah, the option also is to not make it. You may not make it, folks. Ninety percent of you won't. But um, ninety, like ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I think that. Uh, uh, Wilco, Sunvolt, those bands, Uncle Tupelo, all those bands were, were amazing. And uh, Wilco's technically Chicago, although Uncle Tupelo is more Belleville, Illinois, and, and Sunvolt, I think, is also that. But Wilco, Jeff Tweedy's been living in Chicago for, since the 90s, so yeah, we'll allow it. We'll count it. Um, Your first song. I'm going same way. Uh, Marty Inspired, Upbeat, Twin Peaks, Making Breakfast, baby. Chicago. 
What's your uh, what's your Twin Peaks connection? Uh, I, I just love this band. I they're one of my favorite Chicago bands. I feel like everything they put out's great. I, I like their little side projects, Grape Tooth. Like I like, I love them. They're great. I, I think I think I like kind of get into. I'm like a. I know that they push them pretty hard here locally. On uh, I know Metro loves them, and I saw them at an event for. One of those festival, not festivals, but it was like a restaurant dining thing. And they were the background. They were the band on stage and they were not good at the show. Well, they were sick that day. Yeah. But I was like, oh, they're like just loitering on stage. They were just a bunch of kids loitering. And I was like, then I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's because no energy. Nobody knows who they are. Yeah. Because it was like uh, people were there for taco. Maybe it was like taco celebration it was at Thalia hall and uh they played maybe like all of a sudden 20 people went to the stage area where they were playing instead of like a sold-out show at uh Thalia hall. but i was like watching them I'm like eh, they're they don't do those it for events me. though are like are, you can't judge people off of the kind right of stuff i mean it's like though you're just born to bomb in those environments it was it was like a situation like that but it looked like they were like laughing at the situation because i think they only had to play like 10 songs they probably got a shit ton of money because the great thing about those types of gigs is they, they can pay. quote yeah they can quote some crazy yeah. amount and then talia hall will be like yeah that's what we usually pay them yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and then uh whoever the corporate if, if event will a, be if like you're a right. young band or an artist out there or do corporate uh, or comedy uh the first question is what is your budget yeah <laughs> not, always ask first. not five hundred dollars don't just throw out a number maybe you're leaving money on the table idiot i like when you a lot of comedians you i remember you did this to me where we we were getting someone's contacted you for a show like how much should i ask for i'm like yeah. is this for that law firm it's like how'd you know i might like, they hit me up too yeah and i'm not gonna underquote yeah paul and i'm not gonna yeah that's the way to do it. I'll always find out what everyone's is, and then I'll do the prices right. I'll be like four ninety nine. Play your next song. Um, my next song is a classic song and classic artist. When you think of Chicago, great pick. I think and a good song too. Love yeah. this song. This is my go-to Kanye song. Kanye West, "Runaway." Is this because it's about running away from love, just like <laughs> you do? Is that what it's about? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I fucking love the simplicity of the intro, and I just love everything about this song. And yeah. uh, It sounds like me playing piano right now. <laughs> I learned this intro on the piano just so I, I can bet it play. wasn't hard. No. <laughs> fucking genius he's so great i hope he comes back in full force oh uh, after this breakup he's kanye gonna have the best album of all time here. you didn't have a kanye song on i know i forgot <laughs> this is one that we were talking about yeah. i just got two in the zone of like a chicago indie rock and then i was like fuck i forgot my favorite chicago artist is he your favorite artist Con- i love kanye yeah i love kanye i uh i got into kanye west late kind of like you with wilco where Everyone was talking about it. Then College Dropout came out, and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. And then uh, then I got into them with all the next three albums. But then after this album, I was like, I don't I don't get it anymore. Well, the last album wasn't very good. It was like, there's like one good song on there. Okay. Um, but, you know, I mean, whatever. We all make mistakes. You know what's fun, though, about Kanye is that uh, he doesn't just put out the same exact album every time. Yeah. He, I mean, literally, like, every album is different from the one before it. He's very good about mixing it up, and whenever that happens, you're going to get some shitty albums. But he also get he surrounds himself with amazing talent. Like Kate Cuddy helped him with an album Dude, too, I right? Love, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he knows. Yeah, those are the things that uh, I learned through this podcast. Actually, Clark Jones taught us how amazing Kate Cuddy is. But do you think he's gonna? Who's he gonna team up with for this next album? Because it's got a Kid Cuddy again. I think he's gonna go like some rock producer, that, like Rick Rubin or some crazy shit, and it's just gonna be. The greatest that band. would make sense, but Jay Z did that like twenty years ago. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I just like I don't know. I I don't think we'll be able to guess his next move. 
Ethan Johns, who produced uh, Ryan Adams. I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe maybe he him gets, and like, Phoebe do a song together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's gonna do. This album is so long awaited, and and he's gone through so much shit that it's gonna be like the most raw album of all time. And uh, and I, I think people want to see him fail too. Yeah. I think and that's that, why he's going to probably be better. I think he, he'll be. Very he's one of those guys that rise to the occasion, um, which I like about him too. But, or it could just be a shitty album. Or it's going to be like a kid's album. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be like, ah, I'm doing. I'm teamed up with Sesame Street because I'm from the streets. I don't know. I can't do a kind he's of not. voice. He's from the suburbs. No. He, oh yeah, that's right. He's from like Harvey or something. Somewhere I don't even think south. It's Harvey. I think it's just like a south suburb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fine. All right. Well. Surprised you didn't have Kanye in her, but, but well, uh, I just fucked up, Paul. What we Kanye song mistakes. would you have put on? Bound to. Okay, I think so. Okay, I love that album. That's probably my favorite Kanye album. Okay, I'll um, allow it. Uh, my second. Should I just play my second song here? Yeah, go ahead. All right, second song uh, is by a band called Dead. D E H D. This is a up and coming band. Is that fair to say? Or are they yeah, pretty I think established? That's pretty fair to say, probably. How'd you hear about Dead? Uh, my buddy Quinn at my at work. job. Yeah, he's uh, he's he knows everything about football. He knows everything about music. Um, but we became friends because I wore a Titus Andronica shirt to work, and he's from Jersey, and that's like his favorite band. Too. Oh no way! And so like we became friends like the first day. I'm saying no way that you could wear a shirt like that to work. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. he works at Subway, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my manager wasn't there that day. Uh, but so yeah, he, I don't know. Like he's just like one of those guys where it's just like. You know, he has all the information he of tastemaker for you. Yeah, I do want to point out because I know people will be like, "How are you not put on any local bands that you worked with?" I intentionally made a rule for myself. People will be like that. Yeah, I did not include any bands because I would have put all the artists I worked with. Um, Air the side of caution would have made it to Andera, or one of the fourteen bands that I was in would be on the list. I clearly did not do that because I thought that would be self promotion and i do enough self-promotion on do. this podcast i've already heard you plug your podcast twice today your <laughs> other podcast on this podcast. singles only yeah to check it That's out but no times i didn't do that because i just felt like we'd go down a rabbit hole of of bands that i did, didn't make the cut or, or just it would be too difficult it's like picking your favorite kid i assume i don't know i don't have kids i don't either yeah but Dead is one of those bands I think that are like would fall into that category of like up and coming artists. I'd be like, oh, these are bands that you should know and you don't. But I, I like this song a lot. It's great. Yeah. It's really good. I they have another album before this too that is really good as well. Um, I don't know. I would say everybody check them out. And uh, oh, like one of my, I think this is great though because, I like if you check out the music video on this, they shot it at the hideout. And uh, Sarah Squirm's in it too. Oh, comedian friend of ours, Sarah Squirm. Yeah, yeah. And Squirm's she, what great. What does she play? In it? Great. She's like she a plays devil. the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great in it. Um, and I think she has a new thing, Sarah's vaccine or vaccine Sarah or something like that. Check Excellent. that out. Check She's, everything out. she does is funny and gross, extremely yeah. gross and extremely funny. Sarah Squirm is uh, is an out there comic who's very fucking <laughs> funny, but comic. it's fun to watch her at a show where it's like a, a like a. Uh, like a traditional comedy club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just not ready for it. Oh, yeah. And it's fun. Like, uh, I've done shows where I'm right before or right after. Her, and uh, we always talk about it, too, because I'm more uh, not funny and also I think more both mainstream. Are. Yeah. But we did a show one week where I did a show, an indie show, at like, uh, I think it was Beauty Bar or something like that. And uh, I just... The crowd, I had to like win them over, and yeah. then she went on and like fucking murdered. And then we did a show where she had to win them over at like the Laugh Factory on a Saturday at seven. And it was the same set, both shows, but it was like night and day. Yeah, like yeah. they did not give her any love that she deserved. And then I got like 
the hack comic wins. So she's like, I go, now you know how I feel on Monday. <laughs> like, she's That's, like, yeah, it's yeah. so weird. I'm like, yeah, comedy is fun. <laughs> sure, sure. It's really fun. Yeah, it's so fun to bomb like that. But no, she's awesome. I love this band. I love singer-songwriters who are female artists. They fucking, that's my jam. You and I have our Venn da- diagram of music that is sad and female-led. Yes. And speaking of which brings me to the next song, classic Ooh, I love this song. And I'm surprised you didn't really know about this. This is Divorce Song by Liz Fair. One of my favorite artists. It's great. Favorite song, favorite album, Exile. I don't normally compliment you this much. It feels weird. Yeah, it's not on brand. So Exile and Guyville, as most people know, is is Liz Fair's response to Exile and Mainstream, uh, the toxic masculinity of a dude in Rolling Stones, their songs about chicks. This is her response to all that shit. Fucking put her on the map at age 25. Fucking. It's so crazy that you can write shit like that. She's early. amazing. And uh, I, re- I fucking love everything about her. Uh, she I read her her memoir. If Marty was here, we would probably spend 20 minutes talking about our love for Liz Fair and our, our crushes on her since we were kids. Um, she's evolved over the years. Um, we've talked about her on this podcast. She's amazing. I forget that you are young. She, pre- <laughs> she young. predates you. Young. Yeah. How, how do you not? How did you learn about Liz Fair? When did you ever listen to her? I don't know. This is the first time. No, this isn't my first time, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that it ever like resonated enough to where I was like, ooh, I'm doing a big deep dive. Yeah, you need to do one, especially because I know what you, your love of uh, Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, all that stuff. I feel like we mentioned the same two people over and over. Yeah, our two favorite artists. But I mean, that that whole boy genius, Julian Baker, all that stuff (laughs) could not have happened without fucking Liz Fair, in my opinion. Yeah. She's a great, that's a great song, great album. For those those of you who don't know who Liz Fair is, go back and listen um, to that album in particular. Yeah. Uh, next one? Yeah, your next song. All right. Uh, in the same vein of your Wilco earlier, it's uh, Jeff Tweedy, Guess Again. I think this song's great. It is a great song. Why'd you pick this song? Uh, it's like newer, yeah. and I have been finding myself playing this song for like well over a year, like all the time. I just really like it. It's like weirdly positive. Yeah. And like kind of romantic upbeat for, and uh, for Tweety. Yeah. Yeah. And like positive. Like he doesn't write shit like that, really. No. Uh, yeah. I just think it's like a nice, uh, nice little turn. For his uh, his autobiography is really good, too, by the way. Speaking of great books. I don't read. I know. I, I don't know why I'm telling you this. But um, yeah, I like his side project with him and his son, Tweety, too. Uh, that's a good project. The solo stuff will go live. Probably t- if I had to pick the top 20 concerts i've been to in my life five of those will be wilco yeah shows um but the one thing i say i will say is seeing him alone solo is a totally different experience um and i i know that i'm gonna get shit for this but like him solo by himself playing acoustic guitar is not my jam and sometimes people will get tickets to see jeff tweet i'm like well is he they're like it's solo i'm like is he solo with a backing band or is he just going to be playing with his fucking guitar yeah. for an hour and a half? Yeah, or is he the most amount of money? Yeah. <laughs> Nine out of ten of the times he'd be doing these solo shows, which I saw I saw at a venue called Lounge Axe, which is down the street here in Lincoln Park. It's no longer here, but uh, that's where he met his wife. That's where Fred Armisen used to work. Uh, if you uh, if you ever listen to him, he talks about his time there, which is hilarious. But I saw... The last week of Lounge Axe, he did a solo show, and that was amazing because you're doing a show basically in the back of a bar packed with like 100 people, which usually holds 20 people, and uh, that's different. That's an intimate setting, but solo by yourself at like a venue like Thalia Hall or or the Vic 
it not just as interesting. doesn't do it for me. Not I'm a not a big energy. guy that like. Do you like going to see solo projects? Not particular. I mean, there's just like I. Marty's asked me about this before because so much of the music that I listen to is so slow. And yeah. I go to a lot of shows. Yeah. And he's like, aren't you like bored? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I mean, like you can be. Yes. Yeah. I've found myself bored before. Right. But a lot of these people are like, I mean, you forget that it's like, oh, yeah, they're good for a reason. Like they're yeah. good performers. They'll put on a good show. And he does put on a good show. I'm not. I'm sure on he that. does. But it's like most of those bands cost like $15 to go to. Mm hmm would not right well the <laughs> thing is is he did a project with his son called tweety and i went to see that and i was like so thankful that it wasn't just him too he had they had a backing full band i just i feel like if you're going to be in a larger setting that you need to have a band have a band yeah and i remember we did a show at old uh old saint pat's block party uh this is back in the day it's a live music uh show festival before festivals were every fucking week, they had big names always ending. Ben Folds played there. Counting Crows played there. Um, Cowboy Mouth. Uh, God, I can't think of any of the bigger names. That's that all right. there. A lot of big bands played there. Um, and I remember Brett Denon decided that he was going to... I mean, this is the world's largest block party. It's called that for a reason. There's 100,000 people that come to this thing. It used to be a place where people met their wives and husbands. And, yeah, this is pre-COVID. And... Uh, and at the end, they got they had shitty bands too, like Bare Naked Ladies and stuff like that. But Man, anyway, Bare Naked Ladies fucking they're sucks, horrible, dude. But that they was also, like the most I that was the most like confused I've ever been. <laughs> is like why are they so big? Well, it wasn't even that, Paul. It was it wasn't the initial wave. It was like ten years, fifteen they years kept later, going. where people were like, "Yeah, you know who my favorite? You know who's actually super underrated and who's my favorite band is Bare Naked Ladies." Oh. And it was always by is that like, a deal breaker if someone was oh, like, "Fuck yes." Like, like my get band. out of here! It's your favorite band. <sighs> I hope they get I'm trying to look up the. I'm trying to look up the lineups that they've had in the past. You don't too. have to do that on the pod. That's not going to be fun. No, to I, but to. to give you an idea of this festival, anyway, these are the big bands that were like you know five years out of their popularity, so they're still big, still sell out. And then Brett Denon decided to make to make it a, a cash grab, and and he did it solo, and it was like. He was sandwiched between the headliner, which was probably Ben Folds and his band, or it was Guster or something like that, and then the band that was before him, which was my band or one of the bands I managed, and then he tried to go out there solo. Well, people have already started talking, and yeah. they're all like, he just got outnumbered. Like It was the worst experience for him, too. I hope he enjoyed the $7,500 yeah. he made from it. It's like <laughs> you could have enjoyed the show and paid fucking local musicians and made 6500 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but it's just, I don't know. It's, you can't do that. One of, the, one of my favorite bands, they'll do like slower songs and harder songs, like back and forth. And so it's like sometimes the, a friend of mine went to one of their shows and he told me it was the first time he ever saw them. It was Deer Tick. Uh, oh, yeah. That like uh, the crowd was just, it was in Champagne and they were just like talking and he just stopped until yeah. everyone was quiet. And it's like, that works if you're like a bigger band or like people pay to come see you. If you're me or you and you're on stand <laughs> on stage and stand up, just be like, I'll wait. Like substitute yeah. teacher shit. Like they won't work. They'll just be like, we'll wait. Well, Actually, <laughs> funny you say that. Um, I've seen that happen with big artists and it didn't work two times. Damian Rice and uh, Ray LaMontagne. Ray LaMontagne did uh, a show at the Double Door with him and his bassist, and he he came out solo. And they were still, it was packed. The double door was yeah. packed to the gills. And this is when he was at the trouble came out. He was at the top of his game. And uh, it was so loud. But then he told them, he's like, please. And then it worked. That's how you do it right. Damien Rice, on the other hand, lost his, because he did it in a kind way. He's like, please. And then he worked. Damien Rice, on the other hand, who you don't hear about anymore, was at the Riviera. And uh, he went out to do a solo song at the end, and it was so loud. It wasn't even solo. I think he had his band, but it was so loud. He had to stop the songs. Like you guys, I'm playing, and he couldn't get them to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean that doesn't not. And he work. left. He left the stage. That's us. And he never came back. And he never came back. But he's I dead mean, now. no, no, he's not dead. But his career. I haven't heard anything about him. That album, Damien. Do you I remember Damien? I do. Yeah, my I brother was like really, really into him. I saw one of the best shows I saw was him at the Park West, and uh, 
it was amazing. But also I was on like Oxycontin and I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. But, uh, yeah, dude, but then I saw him at the drug. Uh, Ravinia and, uh, or not at the Riviera and, uh, no, it was just so loud in there. I mean, I noticed it before he did. Um, I was like, God, it's kind of loud in here. And then he went, he's like, shut the fuck up. You it can't was, do that. It was like either. the song. You can't get mad. People get so he got mad. If you get mad, people get defensive. Yeah. That's their first reaction. And it's also, they were all drunk. I mean, it was the yeah, end yeah. of the night. The and and his songs are so slow and sad, but... All right, let's anyway. Next one. Your turn. Uh, my next song, another great singer-songwriter, I and I by Andrew Bird. No words, just this. <laughs> That's the whole song. Go ahead and congratulate I was late to the Andrew Bird game, uh, but this is the song that got me into it. I remember playing this song on repeat, and when I like a song, I go back and learn all the parts, like the guitar, the lyrics, and the bass, and everything. I like dissect it, and his songs are so complex and convoluted that they're like, what the fuck? He like changes his signature of the music and halfway through it, but huge fan of andrew bird I've, and one of my regrets is i haven't seen him live yet well, have you ever, huh? i've never seen him live either and i feel like he put on like a like a david byrne type show like very artsy yeah feel i don't know what what are your thoughts on andrew bird uh i like it i mean i'm not like uh, a huge bird head yeah bird head. uh but yeah i i mean i like him i i feel like he's very highly regarded as far as chicago musicians he was a he was pushed by us hard in the the press not only in chicago but i feel like nationally too a little bit yeah like pitchfork all those people like he was a darling yeah and uh and maybe that's why i got never got into it but then when i started listening to the stuff they were playing on xrt which is our triple a station here in chicago um I was like, man, this is pretty fucking good. I know. I do the same thing, though. Like, if some people, like, everyone's like, dude, I fucking love this thing. I'm like, I bet it fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it, my automatic instinct is to rebel against whatever Absolutely. the norm is. And, uh, but I was like, nah, he's actually good. And then you, t- you, t- I heard him talk once. I'm like, he's actually a good, like, a good human. He did something good, like, saved a grandma or something uh, that's not true that i don't know that. True. but um yeah i'm a big andrew bird fan I, i'm i'm glad uh i'm glad i got into him <laughs> late in the game late better late than never i should yeah, say that's what i always say all right my next song uh is whitney no woman love whitney great chicago band but also heavily pushed by chicago But I have no qualms with that. I like I like Whitney a lot. I want to see them in concert. I've seen them a couple times. I left drinking on the city train to spend some time on the road. I I remember seeing their video and then seeing the guy who sings it, and I was like, his, his voice doesn't match no. what he looks like. Well, he needs a drummer. He's a drummer singer yeah. too. Right. Right. What, is there a name for that? Do you guys have a name for them? Drummer singer. Is That's it? it? No, called the, the pulling a Don Henley. Yeah, <laughs> a Don Henley. I don't know if that's accurate, but um, I think uh, I like their other their more upbeat songs. But that album was really good, and I feel like they're a band that could like grow even more. Like I feel like they're gonna get bigger. Yeah, uh, their last album was great. It was uh, I don't know. I mean, like I've seen them live. They were it was I mean shit when they were here they sold out like four shows at Talia Hall. Really. Yeah, are they, they just but kept not, adding shows? They're not as big elsewhere, right? It's just the Chicago thing. I mean, they're like decently big. Yeah, yeah, they're not like huge, but they're like decently big for like guys that didn't put out an album for like four years. They're pretty big. Are they Are they playing any of the big shows coming back that are post COVID? I don't do know. You know. I haven't I seen see any them emails on the list, or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think they're great. I I do want to see them in concert. There's a, it's one of those things where. Bands come to town, and I'm always like, fuck, I have a show. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're good about like not giving a shit. You're like, I don't care. I'm going to see the concert. And I remember, Well, I miss too many. I feel like I've missed too many yeah. things be- to do like some shitty show that I don't care about. <laughs> and it's like, it, other, it either better be a great show or pay me money. 
or I'm going to do the thing I want. Well, it's funny for me because you go to concerts. We've gone to concerts together, and I like to be in the shit. I like to go in the front rows. You're trying to get hand jobs. Yeah, I'm trying to get hand jobs. I'm trying to to chase the dragon of the Metro girl you made out with. I don't care that I'm the old guy uh, at the show, but you like to be in the back just like fucking chill like i remember it's called being tall yeah that's true (laughs) too you probably i have my friend colby who's like six four he hates doing that because he feels so bad that he's blocking everybody yeah people get mad at you yeah but it's like i dude i can't i can't i can't do a show in the back but we went and saw pine grove together god we love sad music and uh, i remember i uh I had a show and I showed up, so I missed the first five songs. But you, like you were there, and I was like, "Shit, it's gonna be so hard to find him. They're gonna be all the way in the front." And you were like in the back, like right when you get yeah. to Lincoln Hall. I'm like, "You don't op- even." I was opening the door for people. <laughs> yeah, you were the open the door I was, guy. I like was, it was, I was like trying to keep things controlled I hate so the that young shit. kids could have some fun. And then you and I saw. Uh, we went to a con- we saw Jenny Lewis together, and we had awesome. We had like the. Muppet seats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had the VIP. That was that, awesome. Thank you, Jam Productions. And then we'd see our friends all, and the, they were like yeah. sitting or standing and watching shows like Commoners. So Man, I was like, Ugh. disgusting. I took pictures of them. Yeah, we did. I remember him to him. Tommy McNamara. Yeah, I, I, I still send him this picture of him like watching Jenny Lewis, but um, crying, crying. That time was she was upbeat for that tour, but um, yeah. Well, that was like that was like the last bit of Jenny Lewis I was into. Yeah, the last album was okay. I don't. It's like hit or that miss. Last song. That Hennessy Red Bull. Red Bull song is so I don't like that fucking song. embarrassing. There's a song that she plays at all the shows and she doesn't fucking release. It drives me nuts. It's like one of my favorite songs by her. But I, I, I thought it was going to be on this album and it wasn't. But um, I just remembered that I didn't have fucking Rachel Yamagata on this album fucking list. God, okay. I'm so mad You're at myself. You're starting to take over my... I feel like we're doing a lot of... Uh, we're saying a lot of fuckings. I'm really mad. I just remembered that uh, I forgot Rachel Yamagata, but I also feel like that's kind of like she was an oh whatever. I, I'm I do regret not having her on the list because she's one of my favorites. But anyway, um, yeah, you like for Whitney. I would feel like if I was in the back at like Talia Hall on the ground on the no, ground no, no, level. No, no, no. You go to the side on Talia because Talia's so wide yeah. that you go off to the side, and then you're close, <laughs> but you're also like. But I I don't do that for every show. There'll be like two. There's two bands that I'll go up for, but that's it. Everybody else. Where Where did you for Whitney? You were in the back though. For Whitney, I was on the side and then in the back in the mid. Yeah, like in the middle, like where it like kind of rises up a little sure. bit. So my short, my little short friends were sitting on that, and then I stand at the same <laughs> of them, and then we're almost at eye level, and I and I kiss him on the forehead, and I say, <laughs> "Are you having fun? Do you need more popcorn?" <laughs> It was Whitney shows are funny though because I've been to a couple now and I feel like every time I go to one, I'll end up seeing like four people. I yeah, know. like it's just like a Chicago like Chicago reunion. music dork reunion. Yeah, we saw Boy Genius together too. I just remember that too. Yeah, but that was we were in the way back there too. I didn't we were like in that. those seats. Oh, Italia. we had VIP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is like it's fine, but it's like. One time I went to go see a, a Hold Steady and Titus Andronicus, and we sat in those seats, and it was like, this is not the move for these yeah. bands. Like, I want to be, <laughs> I want to go up. I saw Spoon at the post Lala show back to back times they played. One every other year they play the Lala show, and the first time I went, it was one of the best shows I ever had gone to. I was in the shit. We were in the front, like front ten rows on the ground. Or actually, we started in the VIP section. I go, fuck this, let's go in the thing. And the second time, I remember I went with my childhood friend who introduced me to Spoon, and I'm like, hey, let's go downstairs. He's like, nah, let's stay up here. This is calm and comfortable. I'm like, motherfucker. But um, I, I feel like for certain bands, you need to be in the shit. And uh, with Spoon, it was different because everyone was like age appropriate. They were, they were all older yeah, dudes. Yeah. But I feel like maybe at Whitney, I'd be like the old dude. They'd be like, get out of here, Grandpa. I mean, Maybe. Maybe I shouldn't wear cargo shorts to that show. Yeah, don't wear cargo shorts. <laughs> let let someone else dress you. I will allow that. Um, okay. In general, honestly. We're here for my last song, which uh, is a nostalgia. Uh, you mentioned them earlier. Yeah. Freddie Jones Band, if you were in the Chicago area in the 90s, uh, you couldn't go anywhere without knowing this band. Uh, they were, them and Poor Dog Pondering were literally the bee's knees is what the oh, kids say fuck dude no kids say that uh in a daydream by freddie jones band this was my whole experience in college law school post law school 
I went to every Freddie Jones concert I could. They were the, supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Are they still That's another old God. reference? You're welcome. They they do tour. It's a whole complicated situation. But in a daydream, Freddie Jones band. They were the darlings. Everyone thought we're gonna be the next. I can relate to them. They were the. Uh, they got signed to Capricorn Records, so you know they they were gonna go along the lines of that that genre of like country rock or whatever you want, or just rock like jam band rock stuff. But um, how many people are in this band? Seven. None of them named Freddie Jones. The Bonacorsi brothers, Wayne. Marty, Marty Lloyd, all these guys, they, it's sad now. They broke up, and there's two different versions of the band. It's Fred, kind of a the Fred, Freddie Jones band. Jones that band. one is reformed with, with Marty, and then the other, all the other members form another band. They fought over the name, so now they're called different things. But it's it's just a sad situation all around because they were they were so amazing, fun shows. I probably seen them more than any other band. Really? How yeah. many? Would, if you're gonna throw a number out there, what would you? Easily over 25 times I've wow. seen them live. That's less a lot. than 100. Yeah. Less than 100. What? A but win, I mean, though. I traveled to see. I, I remember my friends and I would go to see them if they were like in Peoria. We'd yeah. go there. We'd go to. Ohio. I went to Ohio once to see them. You heard about my friend getting a hand job in Peoria. Yeah. And you were like, I gotta check like, this I gotta out. get this out. <laughs> Never got a hand job with Freddie Jones. Got a lot of numbers. I did make out with a girl. Uh, freshman year in college at uh, Mabel's in Champaign What's at a Freddie name? Jones concert. Linda. Hey, Linda. I think she's a lesbian now. Are you listening? Well, you probably... Pretty sure. It might be your it's fault. Fine. You still do that weird thing where you kiss, like, just poke your tongue out a little bit? What? Remember how you were telling me how you kiss? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, do yourself a favor. Go listen to... Uh, Waiting for the Night, the whole album by Freddie Jones Band, or their self-titled album, which came out before that. They were fucking the shit. There was a venue called Otis's that people would come see shows at. And there was another venue here on Halstead in, in, in uh, Lincoln Park, too, that they would play. They had a weekly gig there, too. That was before my time. Bands like The Samples. Uh, D- Dave Matthews opened for them. That's how I learned about Dave wow. Matthews. Yeah. That's a, it's just one That's of those things. Big Ed Todd done to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Ed Todd. Well, all those bands that like jam band feel like. Remember Horde, the Horde Fest. No. Like Black Crows, all the the bands that played blues travel. All that they were that style of like. I remember one time I said something about uh, blues traveler on Twitter, and they instantly replied to it, and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> John Popper. <laughs> My friend uh, Colby Payne, my best friend, fucking loves Blues Traveler. And one of the best gifts I can give him was uh, when I did the, uh, and I talked about this, if Marty was here, he'd be so, he'd roll his eyes. But the innings fest that I do in, in Phoenix where I get to do comedy, uh, we had VIP passes and we got to go on stage while Blues Traveler was playing. Nice. And he, my friend got to be like five feet away from John, skinny John Popper. Nice. So... Um, well, not that. Is skinny. he skinny now? No, he's he's in mid. He's mid mid shape. Just regular American. Yeah, he's he's like a Milwaukeean. I don't okay, know. but uh, I mean Chicago. <laughs> Freddie Jones band can't speak. If you, if people t- remember me from college, they would always say, "Oh, Freddie Jones band, Fred Fredhead Paul." That's like Fredhead Paul. No, I don't know about that, but it was my band. That's what I was known for. Um, probably one of the reasons I started playing guitar was them too, as well. So that's who we have to blame. Right. Yes, you're welcome. Fuck that band. <laughs> uh, all right, my final song. Damn it. I got a new phone, guys, because my dog threw mine in the pond. Your final so song I'm is The Fruit Bats. It. Yeah, it's Fruit Bats. I think this is my favorite Chicago band. Humble Mountain song. Humbag Mountain song. And then it's just the same thing. I'm going to skip ahead one more time, see if it's the same thing. Anyway, is that some of the songs? I feel like uh, I got laid into this project. I didn't even know they were from Chicago. I but know. You like tried to argue with I know. Me. The first episode, of the, the first version of this, I was like, they're not even from Chicago, but sure shit, they are. 
Um, An old Chicago band, too. Yeah. They so started like a long time ago. I got into them during the pandemic because, again, my best friend Colby Payne taught me about them. He's That's his favorite band. And, He's uh, a smart man. He's I, a I man. tried to get into more of their stuff, but I this song I really liked. It was two songs I liked by them, but... Yeah, fruit bats are great. I I wish uh, I knew more about them earlier, so I can. This can't. is like I would say way upbeat for them. Like yeah, they're, so- they're softer, like a lot softer. And this album is called Absolute Loser. It's like front to back, like probably like a top ten album for me. It's so good. I'm still bummed that I. I say that about like twenty five different albums. <laughs> also, <laughs> I'm still bummed that I didn't put Rachel Yamagata on this. It really bums me out. And uh, it's funny that this. People talk about COVID, but uh, as a, it's not that big a deal. It does affect your COVID brain long term. I still have COVID brain, which I have word recall problems and I have memory loss. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, but you didn't have COVID. No, nope, but I do have those <laughs> things. <laughs> but uh, that's one of my regrets. I didn't have her on here. Um, I wish I wish we did. Uh, I, you I wish didn't... we had chance or you wish you remembered Kanye on your list. Well, and I had uh, the other one that was on the on the fence for me was a Gia Margaret song called "Birthday." Yeah, that I played for you. It's just like so, which I now listen to all it's the time. So good. Uh, it's on my mixtape of sixty nine songs that I keep on rotation. It is a sad song, but then I remember I did. I'm like, this isn't that sad. And then you wrote because the song's about it's, a breakup. It's, yeah, it's about like uh, your first like birthday without your significant other. Yeah. Yeah, it's like their birthday. It's the first time you're not there celebrating with them on their birthday. I was like, I don't get it. You're like, because what did you say? You've never been with someone long enough to like <laughs> full uh, year to, to be with them longer than <laughs> one birthday. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you are correct. But um, I feel like um, I feel bad that we didn't put Rachel Yamagata on here. And I feel like you of all people would love her so much. That you're looking at me like you don't know who she is. Her album is easily one of the top ten albums of all time. Her her uh, debut album, um, but I'm gonna play it to outro us on here because I feel bad. Uh, Reason why is one of my favorite songs of all time, and uh, she's a Chicago legend. Happenstance, sad songs, all about breaking up, depression, Let's do it. cancer, you name it. Well, you'd have to listen to the next episode. The other episode, but Kyle Scanlon, thank you for sitting in. Very big Paul, shoes. thanks for sitting in today on my podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it. Go um, back and listen to... I don't to know how me and Marty would do this podcast without you. <laughs> um, you will not shoehorn your way into this podcast. I can't podcast. wait till we get we make copies of your keys and just show up at your place and record <laughs> while you're asleep. A, it's very easy. I sleep all day. Uh, go back and listen to Kyle's episode, 58th, and I think you were 50th and 12th. Yeah. Uh, wow, third time you that? get to host the show. I think you hear that, time. Matt Drufke? You might be able to host the show. Hear that, Matt For Drufke. once. I talked You'll to him yesterday. Host the show well for once. Yeah, you heard it. Oh, Whoa. he's been attacking me on Twitter. I Uh-oh. can say whatever I want. Uh-oh. Shots fired. He, he loves the band. They might be giants. Tell me. He loves Do you them. like that band? No. They're horrible. They suck. That's why you get to host this yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, where can people find out more about uh, you? At Kyle Scanlon on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Lincoln Lodge pretty much every weekend. Um, Your other podcast. Show. Oh, a podcast called Basketball Stories that I host with uh, Cleveland Anderson and Dan Drees. Both it's hilarious about football. boys. It's about uh, murder and why does it happen? <laughs> Check it out. It's Kyle like Scanlon. Basketball or just pop culture shit in general. It's fun. Thank you for doing this podcast twice. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know if this one was better, but I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't the first one. That's what I said when I when I deleted it got deleted by accident. I was like, yeah, maybe this God's way of saying we could do better. I don't. I didn't feel that bad about it until you said that. And now I'm gonna play this birthday song. Yes, play it. Thank you all for listening to another edition of Make Us a Mixtape. Send us your Chicago songs that we missed or your opinions. Everyone except Matt Drufke. Uh Paul Marty makes at gmail dot com. Please. Kyle. Please send it. Paul Marty makes a gmail.com. All right. We love, we, you know what? We'll figure out how we feel about you. Subscribe. Do we want to subscribe? Subscribe review. Yeah. Review. Leave a review. <laughs>